Welcome to My Creative Classroom, an EdTech podcast that focuses on highlighting educational tools that help teachers transform learning in or out of their classrooms. On this special edition of the podcast, I am highlighting some of the amazing speakers at the annual Atlantic Education Institute held virtually from July 26th to August 6th. You can visit connected-community.ca for more details and registration. I hope my conversations will help you in your creative journey in education. My name is Brian Willette, and welcome to My Creative Classroom. Welcome back, everyone. I'm super excited about today's episode because I'm honored to welcome the closing keynote for the Atlantic Education Institute. He's a returning guest on My Creative Classroom. He is the founder and CEO of Inksmith, Jeremy Hedges. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Hey, Brian. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, I, you know, we I've had you on the show before. We've chatted about Inksmith, a little bit about the journey, some of the products that you guys offer. So anybody listening or watching, I encourage them to listen to our show uh, as we chat through that. Um, but for today's sake, we want to talk about your upcoming keynote. Uh, you know, it's uh, August 6th, I believe, on, on that final day. Um, so let's tell our listeners and our viewers a little bit about who you are um, and your journey as a leader. Isn't isn't summer flying by? Like August sixth seems <laughs> really really soon. So I I started Inksmith about five years ago. Uh, I've always been a very different learner. I've always been looking for connections in the real world and how what I'm learning relates to the world around me. So for me, bringing something like a three D printer into the classroom was a way to, you know, spark kids creativity. Cre- take a, a challenge-based approach to learning. So that's where we started. Everything was 3D printers, hence Inksmith. Uh, eventually, we, we started to add more tools to our repertoire, so laser cutters, uh, robotics kits, and, and we've really focused on developing uh, you know, project-based learning environments where kids learn about real-world issues in the context of technology solutions, and they learn the tech skills along the way as they prototype their solutions um, to these problems. So Inksmith is a, is a business that you know, does teacher training, provides uh, you know, the curriculum content alongside hardware products and the actual hardware itself. Um, in a very interesting turn in, in my life and, and our teams, uh, the pandemic hit in, in March 2020. We really didn't know, you know, as an ed tech business, where that left us. We were probably two days into, you know, isolating and being out of the office when we got a call from a local doctor that said, we're short 10,000 face shields for Waterloo Region. Um, and can you help? So, of, of course, our team said yes. We you know, un- unboxed 3D printers, uncrated laser cutters, started making face shields to donate towards that effort. And a couple of days later, I had a, a medical device license. Uh, the Ontario government asked us for about half a million face shields on day four. Um, and then over the next month, we would receive another 11 million face shield orders um, going on to scale our team to 330 people and just go through this this really... Uh, incredible experience of, of um, you know, being innovative, going through a million different technologies to actually scale this and respond to the, I mean, I think had we known the the size of the problem when we started, we may not have, have bid off what, what we did, but we were successful and we ended up making about 16 million face shields in a 
just under five month period last year and then went on to make medical masks and so on. So we've, we've had a really crazy journey in the pandemic. And, you know, interestingly, while all that's been happening, you know, we had some new resources, we've redeveloped what we've built uh, in education. And I think we're, we're positioned in an exciting way to help guide that transition into like now we have devices in kindergarten and grade one and grade grade two and so on where one-to-one devices were the brand new shiny thing in grade nine so a lot's happened it's been a wild experience as uh, a leader lots of ups ups and downs and a, a bit of a roller coaster as i'm sure we've we've all had through the pandemic so uh, i think that's that's kind of the the core of of what i'm going to talk about is that experience as as a leader and and how if if we if we bring that type of thinking and learning to the classroom, we're going to create more of these stories together. And and what an amazing story, you know. And you shared it on the earlier podcast, and and to hear it even again, it kind of gives you chills because it's not every kind of company or or system that can just on a dime say, "Yep, we're going to change what we do and how we do it uh, to benefit society." And and as a leader, and that, that's that's kind of my follow up question to you is. How did you get your team on board? Like you went from, you know, we're an ed tech company. We, we kind of sell 3D printers. We provide professional learning to overnight. You say, you know what, instead of doing that, let us start building face shields, right? PPE and, and doing that process. So how do, as a leader, do you convince your team? Maybe there was no convincing, but to, to join that journey with you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at the time, it, it kind of felt like um, we were the last line of, of defense there, you know, like, because we were so small and flexible, we were probably one of the first companies to actually start scaling at all. But for us, it was like, you know, our, our region's short. We know we can help. We don't really know what's coming. Like at that stage, we knew it was a pandemic. Didn't really know how deadly it was or, or what to expect. So, um, I, I think in a way we felt like we didn't have a choice. You know, it just, it it was a, a value driven, you know, moment for us that it was like, Hey, this is like, this is our way to contribute here. And and we've always been pretty purpose driven as people. And I think that's, that's why those folks joined our team in education. So, um, yeah, the, the stars kind of aligned and the right team were in the right place. And even, you know, the people that we found early to fill those like core critical roles and like supply chain and, uh, and quality and manufacturing, et cetera. Like it was like all the right people were available and, and showed up when we needed them. So it was a very cool experience. I said the word serendipity a lot in that, that first <laughs> few months. Uh, it's, it's amazing, you know, and like you said, you know, the right people in the right place to make this happen and make it successful because, you know, and for those of you, anybody who's listening or watching kind of for the first time, Jeremy's story, you know, it's not Inksmith doesn't kind of, I mean, you're producing them, you're making them, but you reinvented yourself and created the Canadian Shield. Yeah, so we tell us a whole new business. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, how that turned out, because now you're not just running Inksmith in a sense, you're also running the Canadian Shield. So how, how does that work? Is it kind of sister companies or, or how did that kind of come about? Yeah, yeah, it was at first everybody from EdTech shifted over fully and, and we dove in. And I think at that time, you know, nobody was in the classroom. There wasn't there wasn't a ton that, that we could do there. And with everything going on, there wasn't a lot of <laughs> not a lot of room in the day. Uh, but eventually we did hire a new dedicated team for, you know, the education side of the business. And what we've done is taken a kind of shared services approach where, you know, things like HR and logistics and finance, et cetera, work for both companies. 
and and I do too, <laughs> which means a lot of a lot of evening work, unfortunately. But um, yeah, that's that's been an experience managing both, and you know, like keeping in tune with with the vision and where we're going, and keeping people excited and motivated on both sides. And you know, we we started with face shields in the Canadian Shield, and then very quickly had to pivot again to make medical masks because you couldn't sell a shield anymore. I still have some on the shelf. Um, but I think we, you know, started in March. Then by September, we were almost fully a, a face mask manufacturer. Then by January, we were starting to make our own mask, like medical mask machines. So the actual automation for this. And now we've developed a system that I would say is is probably world leading in terms of its you know, capabilities and affordability for a mass manufacturing company. So we've developed a system that takes raw material and turns it into, you know, a machine vision inspected, um, quality checked and packed mask in a box that then goes down a conveyor um, at a fraction of the cost of what you would get it for from, you know, existing companies in the space. I mean, there isn't a ton of them, so maybe competition is, uh, is light, <laughs> but... It's been it's been quite an experience. We've developed a lot. We've got several patents that we filed over the last year. So, I have had um, quite an education myself in this time. Uh, absolutely, you know, I've said the word amazing a couple times now. But you know, as a leader, you know, the CEO of a company, saying to yourself, you know what, instead of just kind of running this train until the wheels fall off, let's let's make a separate company. And let's keep it going and going full tilt. And I think that's amazing to hear um, that you that you had the drive and and the want to do that, and not just say, okay, well, we made our whatever number of shields, let's end there, and and let's keep going with our edtech business. You know, it's amazing to hear that as a leader, you said, no, let's keep going. There's a need here, and let's keep let's keep building. So that I mean, we've talked a little bit about probably what you're going to say in your keynote. Hmm. Um, but for our listeners who are still on the fence and thinking, do, you know, do I go to the Atlantic Education Institute? Um, do I attend Jeremy's closing keynote session? What can they expect um, when they listen, kind of listen to your closing keynote ceremony? Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to talk a lot about how what we taught in the classroom. And so, you know, we teach a lot about design thinking, the, the thinking skills that you bring to bat when you're solving a problem and particularly a real world challenge. So in some ways I see the Canadian shield and the story that we've gone through and all of those little design challenges and design thinking sprints along the way as like, this is what could be. And this is the, the kind of capability you will create in your students. If you take the leap and bring project-based learning into your classroom, teach global competencies, um, focus on, you know, real world problems that are tied to the science and math curriculum. Like there's a way to do this that, you know, doesn't take you so far out of the wheelhouse that you can't grade it or, or get your work done that you need to. But I think it's a, a really, really powerful experience for students and we've never had a better opportunity to do it. Like you've all been so flexible over the last year and like technology for better and for worse has become so integrated and in, in the day to day. And I think this is the way to carve a, you know, a positive vision for how we're going to bring technology into the classroom in a way that everybody can relate to is accessible, that we have a continuum. Finally, you know, I, I kind of, I hate and love the word STEM because I think STEM, it, it kind of puts it in a box and, and often it's like, you've got your after school program or it, it hits in, in one grade or another, what I really want to see and, and what we're setting out to do is build a continuum from K to 12 where kids 
in the process of learning their science and math curriculum also learn design thinking and computational thinking and all about technology and about climate change issues and tying, you know, I, I want kids to learn about deforestation and then, you know, build an automated seed planter to learn about how they can fix that problem and be part of the solution. Like this generation is going to have to be adaptable and our story is about being adaptable. So I'm going to try to interweave that as much as I can and, and tell that story of, of where I see things going and, and hopefully where we can drive things in the years ahead. And we are going through a bit of a brand pivot as well with Inksmith. So that, that may make a, an appearance in the keynote as well. <laughs> that's uh, amazing to hear. It gives me chills because that's what we try to do in education is make those real world connections. And what you just said there is 100% the truth. You know, you guys lived it. You know, and it, it can happen. It's not that it's just some made up story in a textbook. You know, you can really do this and make it connect to the students so that it's, you know, not in a box. It's it's real world and they can continue learning beyond that. So so Jeremy, I have one more question for you before we head out. Uh, the theme of the theme of the Institute is innovative leadership. And so I wanted to ask you, what what does being an innovative leader mean to you? <sighs> Yeah, I think, you know, for, for me, it's it's being comfortable in in failure and being like willing to pursue ideas and knowing knowing when to stop. But, you know, for us, we've we've always sort of taught that process, like that design thinking process of how you, you know, critically assess a problem and go step by step through that that solution making, you know, process. And, and to me, at some level, it's a culture that you create within your team. So if you know if you're a school district leader, it's about you know how you create the attitudes and um, and like fortitude in, in your teachers and the people that you work with to like take these problems head on and and be comfortable learning alongside their students, not necessarily being ahead of them. And um, yeah, it's it's a lot about like flexibility and and learning as you go and accepting that uh, you're you're not always the you know, smartest in the room at any given topic. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wish I had a better answer, but I think, uh, there's, there's a little bit of something that's innate there, but it's a, it's a thing you can learn. I, I, and you say you wish you had a better answer, but I think you, you said a great points there. Your willingness to fail is, is one thing, you know, as an innovative leader, as any leader, you know, you, you have to have that willingness to say, I need to make a step forward, but I may stumble. Um, and who knows what will happen, but we can pick ourselves up after that. And I think that's a great way, you know, to kind of end our conversation is, is sharing your thoughts on how that, that is or what it could look like, but also that, you know, you could learn how that could happen, you know, how you can become an innovative leader, uh, down the road. So Jeremy, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. I can only imagine how busy you are, uh, to share your conversation with me and share some thoughts with our listeners and our viewers about your upcoming keynote at the Atlantic education Institute. I encourage all of our listeners and all of our viewers to check out Inksmith, um, uh, and see what products they have to offer and, and, you know, register to the Atlantic education Institute, July 26th to the August 6th. And you don't want to miss, you know, Jeremy hedges here from Inksmith who will be talking about their story, what it looks like. Like, and you never know, it may inspire you um, in your leadership roles. So once again, Jeremy, I thank you for sharing some time with me. I look forward to seeing you at the Atlantic Education Institute. As always, follow us on social media at MyCreativePod. My name is Brian Millette, and this was My Creative Classroom.